Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we are still continuing in our series, The Open Door, The Open Door. And today I want you to turn with me in your Bible. We're still in the New Testament. I want you to turn over to the book of 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians is nestled right between 1 Thessalonians and 1 Timothy. Right in the midst of the epistles, the Pauline epistles, is where we'll find our text today. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to begin at verse 6. Verse 6. And here in our text, the word of God reads, it says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable in any of you to any of you not because we have not power but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us to follow us we're going to speak today from the subject the why the why is what we're speaking from today. And some of you say, why what, Pastor? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're talking about the why today. But how here, as we look at our text in 2 Thessalonians, we need to understand just a little bit of background about the book and what Paul is writing and why. He's actually, of course, this is the second letter, the second letter that he sent to the church at Thessalonica. And as he sent this letter, he was addressing some things that he had heard going on before. He'd actually addressed many of them in the first letter, but they're still going. And in fact, it's getting worse. So he needed to address those things now. And as he addressed it, you'll see is three chapters that comprise this book. And within the first chapter, he's talking about hope that they need to have despite the persecution that they're experiencing. Despite the persecution that they're going through, he wanted them to understand that, listen, it's not going to always be like this, that Christ is going to step in and he's going to move. He is still there. He is still there. So he still hears your prayers. He understands you. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your hope. Also, he wanted them to understand that they had not missed the day of the Lord because other people had come in and started talking and saying, listen, the reason why you're going through this is because you missed the day of the Lord. Jesus came back and he's gone. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, what you're hearing is not true. The day of the Lord has not taken place yet. So you need to keep hold on to your faith and believe. Listen, we have faith in you. He was letting them know that, listen, we joy for you. We, we rejoice for you and we pray for you. So listen, hold on to your faith. And then lastly, in our third chapter, he talks about a challenge. He's actually challenging. He's challenging the people. And this is where our text begins today. Look with me again at verse number six. Look at verse number six. It says, now we command you, brethren, 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us, which he received of us. Now, I, I want to just address something that I think is important that Paul is getting into. This first thing that we need to understand is that we, 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 we must not and don't be irresponsible. Don't be irresponsible and not strive to grow in your faith in the Lord. You see that? Don't be irresponsible. Don't stop there and not grow in your faith in the Lord. See, that's important because even in today's time, a lot of us, when we hear about someone giving their hearts to Jesus, coming to the church, and now they're walking in faith, they think that this is simply something that happens. You play, you play, again, you surrender your heart to the Lord, and now faith just happens. No, faith is something that we work on. It's something that we build on. It's something that we grow in. It is a process that we grow in. It is a system, an idea, an ideology, a construct that must grow. And therefore, the only way it does it by the by you applying effort to see it grow. Listen, in anything in life, listen, you must put effort to see growth. You must put forth effort to see growth. Listen, athletes, I don't care if, if it's on the basketball court, if it's on the football field, the baseball diamond. I don't care if it's on a tennis court. I don't care if it's on a soccer pitch, wherever it is. If you're going to grow and be among the best, you've got to put forth effort. I don't care if you're the best. If you're the best and you stop practicing, the one that's mediocre will pass you. Because as long as they keep putting forth effort, as long as they keep working and laboring, they won't stay where they were, but yet they're going to grow. Listen, even and not just in, 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 in athletics, but in every discipline for those that are musicians. Listen, if you're a musician, you could be the best musician in the world. But if you don't take time to practice, if you don't take time to work at your craft, someone else who's mediocre right now will pass you. Listen, this is why many musicians, they don't just practice they do what they call shedding they shed and what does that mean that means they get together with other musicians and they play and they challenge each other and they stretch each other they wind up doing things that they didn't even know they had the capacity of doing because they're putting in the work well, guess what? In our faith, we've got to be willing to put forth the work. It's not just reading a scripture and say, oh, that was good to read. Now I can go ahead and preach it to somebody. No, you read the scripture so you can apply it to your own life and you can grow. You can grow. Paul wanted them to grow in their faith and not just remain where they were. You've got to be willing to grow. You've got to be willing to grow. But let me share this with you. This is why. You have to be very careful of the people you get close to. You have to be very careful of the people that you get close to. I want you to notice something. Notice that Paul said to withdraw from every brother, from every brother. That is a believer. <laughs> he said withdraw from every brother. That is a believer who is being slack and disorderly. He's not talking about folk outside the church. He's talking about folk inside the church. Right there sitting on the same pew. 
He said, listen, you've got to withdraw from them. You've got to pull back from them. You've got to understand this is a brother who is being slack and disorderly, slack and disorderly. Listen, this means you have to be mindful of even those relationships that you form with people, watch this, who are in the church. <laughs> you've got to be mindful of that mindful of those people, mindful of them as you form relationships, as you form relationships, you got to be mindful, be careful. Why is that? This is why, because your relationships are what help to influence the direction that you actually go in. It's your relationships that help to form, help to push you and to encourage you and to, and, and to propel you or to restrain you. So you've got to be careful of the relationships. You've got to be careful of them. So let me say this to you. Just because they are in the church doesn't mean that you are supposed to run with them. Let me say that again. Just because they are in the church doesn't mean that you are supposed to run with them. I need somebody to type in chat. Watch out. Watch out. You need to pay attention. You need to pay attention. Listen, I know some of you are like, oh, Pastor, I'm feeling kind of funny about what you're saying. Stick with me. We're going to dig deeper. Stick with me. You're going to understand. You see, we've got to understand this. As you're in relationship, as you're within any relationship, any people, you have to understand this. You must inspect the fruit. Do you hear me? You must inspect the fruit. You have to. The question becomes this. Are they living their lives according to the scriptures? You have to ask yourself that question. Are they living their lives according to the scripture? Now, let, let's, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room right now, shall we? Because there's another question that each of us needs to also ponder and think about. Because as we think about, are they living their lives according to the scripture? The question becomes this. Are you? <laughs> are you living your life according to the scriptures? Are you living your life to be that husband and that wife that you're called to be? Are you living to be that father, that mother that you're called to be, to be able to raise your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, being the example of who God called you to be? Are you that? Listen, are you being that son or that daughter that you're called to be, honoring your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land the Lord that God giveth thee? Are you doing that? Let's say you are. Let's say everything is great at home. What happens when you walk through the door? How do you treat your neighbor next door? How do you treat the neighbor around the corner? How do you treat them? Remember, we've talked about this. We spoke about it recently. Jesus gave in the, in the uh, parable of the Good Samaritan. Remember, your, your neighbor is whomever you may come in contact with that needs your help. Are we being neighborly? Are we walking out what the Lord has taught and what the Holy Spirit and the Father has taught us in the text? Are we doing that? Because if we're not doing that, it makes it difficult because now we're trying to take the speck out of their eye and we've got a big old stick of wood in ours. So we've got to consider that first. All right. So if we are striving, striving to do our best, to live according to the word. We're quick to repent when we find ourselves in error. 
We walk in love to our brothers and sisters. We try to inspire, encourage people and just be a solid citizen, ambassador to the kingdom of God. Let's say we're doing that, okay? Let's say we're doing that. So now when we see this person, when we see them, we're actually not living in hypocrisy because we're striving to live a good life. So now we're not trying to judge them. It's not about judgment. It's simply inspecting the fruit and seeing where their life is and where it compares to with where you're going because you're trying to walk with this person. Remember, you cannot walk together unless two people what? Agree. So you've got to make sure that there's agreement in the walk. You got to make sure there's agreement in the walk. So then this comes up. You have to ask yourself this. When you spend time with them, do you wonder if y'all have been listening to the same sermons? <laughs> when you spend time with them, are you looking like, what in the world are you talking about? How in the world? What? That, that ain't nowhere in the world. Why? Oh, my God. You, you see yourself five years ago, 20 years ago, and you're like, Lord Jesus. Wait, oh, okay, brother or oh, sister. Okay, let's, let's calm down the language. Let's calm down the attitude. Let's calm down the anger. You, you sit there like, oh, my God. Did you? I mean, we just, just talked about that the other day. <laughs> so you're sitting there. When you listening to them, honestly, are you saying, well, man, are they, they listening to the same sermons? Are they doing that? So then you have to see if they are what? If they're actually spiritually mature or not. You have to see if they're spiritually mature or not. This is very important because then you need to question your perspective of the relationship. You need to question your perspective of the relationship. Pastor, what do you mean? What, what does that mean? Well, see, what that means is it, it may not mean that you're supposed to completely withdraw from them. That may not be the case. But it could be that you're in their lives to be a positive influence, a positive influence, and not to allow them to influence you or to be influenced by them. You're meant to influence them and not necessarily to be influenced by them. Remember, I taught you some time ago that there are three relationships that will come to our lives. There's a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Now, Timothy is the mentee. The Timothy is meant to be poured into from Paul, the father, the spiritual father, the elder in the Lord. So he pours into, she can pour into the Timothy that has been given so that they can grow and nurture and grow by what you're sharing. But then you got to understand there's a Barnabas. Why is that important? Because Barnabas isn't the same as the other two. Barnabas was with you when you were converted. When you gave your heart to Jesus, Barnabas was with you when y'all had difficult times. Can you kept walking by the, 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 
your favorite package store and <laughs> you were almost drawn in but you kept me and said no 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 we can't do that we can't do that we're going back no we're not going back you, Barnabas was there with you in the times when you were angry and wanted to lash out and he said no no we can't do that man we can't do that that's the way we used to be we got to walk according to what Jesus says now Barnabas was the one who was standing would not judge you but loved you in the midst of it all Barnabas is the one who can handle all your stuff he was the one who would not I sit there and call you a, a, a angry person because you were sitting there wanting to lash out. He's not the one who would call you somebody. You don't care nothing about Christians. When you sat there and stood back and you looked at the foolishness that somebody else was doing instead of showing them love. He did not do that. He understood exactly where you were and loved you anyway. You walked together. You challenged each other together. You grew together. See, Barnabas is a special relationship. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.